This podcast was recorded a few months ago when we were all certain that this COVID stuff would be over by the summer. Obviously, that didn't happen, which makes Catherine's tips and info even more helpful. Welcome to Podcast Sound Advice, the place for up-to-date podcast tactics and trends. You'll find actionable strategies to help you grow your audience, expand your influence, and monetize your content. Join Phyllis and Kelvin for Podcast Sound Advice, starting now. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining us today on the Sound Advice Podcast. This is Phyllis, and today... Kelvin and I, Kelvin's here too. Hey. Kelvin and I are going to be talking to one of our podcast clients, Catherine Avery. Catherine is the creator and visionary behind the Uncluttered Office podcast. She also is a business owner. She's a mom. She's a very busy person. So we really appreciate her being here today. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. I appreciate that introduction. Thanks, Phyllis. And um, I want to let people know, too, a couple of things about your podcast. Number one, Catherine started her podcast. She's actually uh, almost to her one-year anniversary. She has already produced 44 episodes. So congratulations for that, Catherine. She, uh, you know, most people don't really get ever get past episode seven. So Catherine is a rock star when it comes to podcasting. She has thousands of downloads and lots of loyal listeners. And what I like about her podcast, she does a nice mix of uh, solo episodes where she is teaching and talking about the concepts that she um, works with with her clients from a productivity and organization standpoint. And she also interviews experts and business leaders um, who also bring some of their expertise to the table. So it's just a really nice mix and it's always enjoyable and interesting. Thank you so much. Yeah. So tell us, Catherine, um, I'm going to go back to the beginning for a second. What was your thought process and the motivation behind wanting to start your podcast? When I first started, I felt I had a message I needed to share about how to be productive while either working in an office or working from home. And I have this mix, unique mix of corporate Wall Street America combined with interior design background combined with being a productive environment specialist and taking training for that. And I realized that was kind of unique. And then on top of that, being a cancer survivor, having that very personal aspect to it of recognizing that this is my mission in life to really help people so that their businesses, if something happens that derails life for them, their business isn't going to go off the rails too. So that was really the motivation for the message. And then the second motivation was I want to be more of a public speaker. And I thought by Getting on a podcast, this is my selfish motive, by being on a podcast, I'd be able to develop my voice and learn how to speak better. And it's been uh, an absolute blast. I'm afraid to even go back and listen to the original podcast episodes. They must be a trip. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, well, first of all, I think you're, you are, you do speak really well. And I think you come across great. I think that every podcaster, even the super big Yes. Podcast people, if they would go back and listen to their original, you know, their first five or 10 episodes would be like, wow, okay. Horrified. Yeah, we've come a long way. And, and you know what? That is part of the journey. And I'm glad you brought it up, though, because I want to acknowledge you, right? You didn't let that stop you from hitting record and stop you from doing it. 
right? Which is good. I think that's where a lot of people really can get stuck sometimes. I think the reason I did that is because I had done Facebook Lives and I noticed on Facebook Live, no one initially follows you. You just don't have followers. So when you come out with a podcast, I just assumed, well, probably no one's really going to be listening to me at the start. And so it's okay if I kind of mess up and don't do a perfect job and I figure it out as I go. I'm very much a personality. If I just jump in with two feet, then I kind of figure it out as I go. So. That worked for me, although having Phyllis and Kelvin on my team meant knowing that I had to have three or four podcasts ahead of time, which (laughs) meant I got practice on the first three or four. Ideally. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I think it does help. And, you know, we're just like you in that regard, right? So we got the more we do it, the better we get, the more comfortable we get, certainly, and I think there's, that's why those first two or three, and even recording your intro and outro, right, are just so helpful, right? You just kind of get used to hitting record. You get used to hearing yourself. You get used to all of those little steps that are not really that hard, but if you've not done it, you know, you haven't done it. So tell us a little bit about one of the favorite things or maybe some unexpected outcomes that you've had from podcasting. Just let people know how it's worked for you and what's come up. I've loved it. I've loved connecting with people who I would not normally have connected with. Uh, Most of the guests I have on my show are people I know personally. I have been reached out to by, boy, say that 10 times fast, reached out to by people who I don't know. And then there's a vetting process of determining, are they coming on the show strictly to sell? Are they coming on to really share information? What's the appropriate way to bring them on? And I will confess at this point of all the people who've reached out to me that I didn't already know, I'm only considering one of them to come on to the podcast. Sometimes it's just that the message doesn't fit right now. So I, I would encourage people as they're looking to get on podcasts, don't give up. Sometimes it's just that that's not the topic we're focus, focusing on this month which is something I also learned in this process was it's really important to have sort of a theme for whether it's like some of your podcasts have a eight week theme and they do an episode like a television show, or if it's a theme just per month. So the theme this month, the past month was working from home and how do you deal with all the emotional stuff that comes up around that? How do you adapt to the change on sort of a much more personal level? This month is more working from home. What are the actual physical strategies that you can do to stay healthy and well, get your office set up, et cetera? Actually, I think the two months have kind of blurred and we've been going back and forth because working from home now is what is the hot topic. And in case this comes out later, let me explain that it is early April right now when I'm saying this. So that's why I'm saying that specific thing. But I can envision that right through June, This will very much be my topic for people. How do you manage a new situation so that you're able to continue to succeed in your business? Because in a way, here we are, mission time, right? I said Uh my mission was I wanted to help people before the crisis hit. Well, in some ways, we're in the middle of a global crisis. Yeah, we are. And your information obviously is incredibly timely. And 
you know, because there's now millions of people working from home that didn't before. You've been doing it for a while. We've been doing it for a long time. Right. But a lot of people have not. And I also think there are some people who I think will continue to work at home that will never go back to an office. I think after, you know, things will just change. Businesses will choose to do some adapt. things a little differently. Yeah, they'll adapt. They'll choose to do some things differently. They will make other arrangements, um, that sort of thing. So your resources are going to be, I think not, they're super timely right now, but I, I think you're right. And I think six months from now, or even a year from now, they're going to be just as helpful and timely as people are asked to do these transitions. Right. I, I worked in a corporate office for many, many years and I worked in New York City, did the commute. And then I worked from a home office for quite some time. When we moved, we were doing construction and it drove me insane because I'm an interior designer as a background. All the construction people were constantly asking me questions. I couldn't get work done. So I took an office outside of the house and I had it for two years and it drove me nuts. My daughter at the time was much younger. If there was a snowstorm or something and I forgot something at the office, forget about it. I couldn't get down there and leave a young child behind. So when I moved back to my office, it was like the happiest day of my life. I got the <laughs> furniture, mostly because I just said, well, it's a whole new turning over of a leaf. Right. Let me do something different. What's changed for me during this crisis while you're all saying, oh, this is so easy for you. In some ways it is because I've been working from a home office for a long time. What's hard, and they've been great, is suddenly my husband's working from home, who's worked in an office for 25 years. Yeah. And it's been a struggle for him. But he's got his own home office area down in our living room, uh, living room, excuse me, family room, in a different section of the house entirely, so we don't bother him, which is great. And then my daughter opted for where she was going to have her study area slash office, which she's actually set up in a room because she does have Google Classroom and Google Meet and all kinds of things where literally all three of us could be on the phone or on a podcast or on a class at the same time talking. Right. So noise well, is a serious consideration when you have a home office. You yeah. can see that even though we're on the same call, we're not in the same room, <laughs> but we are in the same house. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm on the first floor. Calvin's up on the second floor um, for that same exact reason at, as your, you and your husband's situation, right? We, because we are both on the phone a lot, we both are doing different things at different times and you need to be able to have that, but it's great. And I'm glad to hear you say that, you know, even though you are uh, been working from home and, and really understand these concepts probably better than most, that even when, it, you know, your family had to make adjustments and every, you know, you kind of dealt with it and addressed it and found a way that works for you guys, which is great. Everybody, I think there's so many people going through that right now. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing about your husband, do you, I'm just curious, and there may not be a good, uh, you may not know, but I'm wondering, do you think your husband is going to be eager to get back to his office? Or do you think when the time comes, he's going to be like, I don't know, I think I like working from home. Right now, he's incredibly eager to get back to his office. So just quickly, I'll describe his situation because I had to help him. Here I am helping my husband do what I do for a living, which is great. That's part of being married. It's wonderful. There is one more reasonably sized window in our lower level. And he figured out himself, like, just open the drapes as big as you can. Now, they're just little curtains, but still, he opened them 
really wide to get the sunlight in there. And then I said, there's a huge TV because it's off of our family room. I said, instead of having like news and things on that's draining, why don't you put on something that has a nature scene in the background? Well, he loves golf. What could be more perfect than, and he's not watching the golf because it's on the back wall behind him. But if he turns around and glances, he's seeing the outdoors. He's not seeing indoors. So for any of my clients, really, if you're working from a home office and you are stuck in a basement or lower lower level, and you have a TV, turn it on to something nature-based so that you have that view when you turn around, you feel like you're outside, even if you're not. I'm blessed. I have a huge window in my office. And I get all that nice natural light coming in and it's lovely, but I'm on the upper floor and he's on the lower floor. Right. Yeah. So that's a great tip. I love it. You know, again, there's that sort of distraction free suggestion too, right? A lot of times it does help to have ambient music or something playing depending on the way that you like to focus and work. So those are two great suggestions. Um, Let me ask you if there was somebody who is listening, who's thinking like, okay, I've been wanting to do a podcast or it's something I was planning to do, but now you know, I'm not really sure. What advice, what one or two pieces of advice would you give to them um, based on your experience? Well, the first thing I would say is if you're like me and you think that little tiny hamsters run the computer, just hire Phyllis. <laughs> because there is no way I could have also done all the back end admin. The second thing I would say is, Know your message. What do you want to talk about? Who are you talking to? What are your goals and intentions for doing a podcast? Three, because it's a lot of work. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You know, I always say this. This is just the basic truth. It takes time. When I started, I did not write a script and I ended up having to record and re-record and re-record. Now I write a script. Do I completely follow the script perfectly? Of course not. First, when you're interviewing, there's no way. It's just good to have a guideline. Absolutely. And there's a time element of setting things up. So you're spending time. And now finally, I have forms, but you're spending time creating a form to send out to your people that says, here are all the things you need to do before coming on my podcast as a guest. Because a lot of them have never been on a podcast as a guest before. Or your system might be different. So you need to know that you need to set something up in advance, preferably, unlike me who kind of figured it out as I went along, with sort of an FAQ, frequently asked questions about how we set up the podcast. Some instances, like mine, I also do videotape. So I do want people to look semi like what they work look like every day at work. Right. Then you also have to have the follow-up. You'd like people to promote it. You're asking people, would they give a testimonial of the content, et cetera? I would say I spend two to three hours a week on my podcast minimum. That's really if I'm doing one podcast that week. If I'm trying to get ahead and record more, then you're looking at three to six hours. So it really does take some time. And I would say, don't do what I did and just jump into it without recognizing there are things that you need to have set up in advance, preferably have a team. I'm so grateful to my team over at Sound Advice. And thank you. You're welcome. And and just be prepared to set the time. So I'll tell you, honestly, most days, most times, I find that I record 
my podcasts and do all the writing, et cetera, on Saturday mornings. That's just the honest truth. I'm busy with clients and other things and family things. And I'm not saying I work 70 hours a week. I don't. But just that's the way the balance works best for me. I have ability to be really super focused first thing on Saturday morning before the family's up and life is getting busy. Yeah. Well, and what I've noticed too, not just with you, but other podcasters, you know, you've, you've found a way to work it into the rhythm of your life and your work and your other priorities, um, because it does take some time. Um, but, you know, you, again, you mentioned your Saturday mornings. Um, we typically get your files on, you know, uh, Sunday or Monday, which is great. You go, your episodes go live on Thursday. We've got time to get everything done. So that's good advice. Thank you. And, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned that you tried a couple of different ways of getting prepared, right? With a script, without a script, and you've sort of, you found the lane that works for you, which is really important. It's huge. Yeah. And that's the case with anything, right? You make a plan and then you tweak. Yeah. So before we sign off, I do want to ask if people, I think it's a good idea. I like to be able to promote you. We want other people to really check out your podcast. So if they were like, I don't know, Catherine, I don't know her or podcast. What one or two episodes would you point them to as maybe just really good, sort of good, juicy episodes for them to jump in and uh, find you. And we will make sure and post those episodes um, on the show notes related to this podcast so they can immediately go and find them. The first one I would mention, where it's just me talking, is the one that's episode 41. And it is me talking about the rogue turkey and how it relates. (laughs) This is such a funny story. And (laughs) how it relates to what's been going on in our lives right at the time of, of COVID. And then the second one I would recommend is I just absolutely adored interviewing Patty Lennon. She was wonderful. We talked about receiving. I don't remember which episode number that is, but I think it's in the 40s. It is. And we will find that. I agree that. We'll find it. We'll find it. I agree that that was a very good episode as well. So we will make sure and uh, make those easy for our listeners to find. So before we check out, what is a good way for people to connect with you? What's the best way for them to reach you? Best way is to reach me through my website, productivitybydesign.com, productivitybydesign.com, or my email, which is katherine at katherineavery.com. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, thank you for being our guest today. And um, if you're listening and you haven't checked out Catherine's podcast, we encourage you to do that. I think you'll find it just as enjoyable as we do. That's our wrap for this episode. We hope you found today's sound advice helpful. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review. You can get more resources at podcastsoundadvice.com. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.